today's episode is dedicated to Happy Trout. We got your review. Uh, We understand that you're so happy that I'm back, but uh, surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Cody back To Marie's dismay, I'm back. Marie and Happy Trout, who I assume is what? Your husband, Marie? (laughs) He loves fish. He does love fish. Look at this massive fish tank in the wall behind me. (laughs) I've been gone. Um, Last, and I've I've missed the listeners. I don't know if I've missed Nicolina. I haven't decided yet. But I was last seen being... Nicolina, have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Yeah, because I know Marie has, because this was definitely inspired and malicious (laughs) and intentional. Uh, Marie basically picked me up from the studio mic, cracked my back over her knee, and threw me down a well. And I've been rebuilding myself ever since to come back to the podcast... (laughs) And avenge this. Built himself back up one Just piece in time. of tempeh bacon at a time. <laughs> Just in time to avenge the, the negative review that Marie's husband gave. On. It wasn't my husband. No, Please don't wasn't. start this rumor. I'm so sorry. It was not Marie's husband. However, <laughs> could have been a distant relative. We'll, we'll never know. Could have been a distant relative. Who knows? It was actually um, one of his fish. It was, it was a fish. <laughs> it's one of his No, well, fish. we always said we were going to bring Cody back, and I mm-hmm. didn't want him to leave at all, in all honesty. Thanks. So, um, no, I wanted Marie back, but I just didn't want Cody to leave either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to try to balance this because Marie and I are like feuding still. Like, there's a lot of oh, like. I thought we were friends. There's a lot of tension between us right now. Am so I the you, medi- I'm the mediator now. Shit. Yeah. Every you know, time you compliment Marie, you have to have like to calm me down too at the you. same time. You know, when we went to Comic Con together, I could sense some tension, and I was like, "Why doesn't Cody like me?" And now I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> resentful that I'm back. I I just every once in a while across the dinner table gave a little stink eye. <laughs> sometimes Marie would notice. Sometimes she wouldn't. Cody, but. that's very immature. Yeah. You're just too immature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but but guys, like, welcome back to Paranormal and All Realness. It's, welcome back. It's your girls, and it's your it's it's your guy, your guy, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> my guy and my, guy. my girl as well. Um, oh, this is gonna be a difficult episode for me. Uh, and we've got a full episode for you. But Marie and I will be sharing stories as we usually do, and Cody will be providing um the immature commentary in the background <laughs> it's my favorite part of this podcast it personally is my favorite part it is a lot of people's favorite part and uh, i personally so, like to call it expert analysis but yeah however you want to describe what it, it is that's what it is yeah you're sure. cody exactly <laughs> i think we're gonna lose a listener from this um no i hope they stay i i like controversy i like the drama i like the tea me too we're going to lose Happy Trout for sure. Off no, off, I want but. them to stay. 
I we want don't leave Happy Trout. We just I want you know, them to watch. Ninety percent of <laughs> listeners really did love Cody. I will say, obviously, who doesn't? I did take a poll and uh, I asked everyone if they wanted Cody to stay or not, and. I was really I, thinking I, I was going to get 100%. There, there was, was one. There was, was one. It was 90. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Maybe it was, maybe that's who it was. Who knows? Oh, but man. anyway, we're back. Mm-hmm. Full episode. But first, as always, horoscopes. We're going to do a, a trifecta horoscope round. Um, and uh, do you want, who do you want to go first? Who should go first? I can go first. Let's. Oh, I was gonna say let's let Cody go first. Yeah, or Cody can go first. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there a Gemini in the room? Oh, that's the, the most hated of all the signs. The it's me, <laughs> the demon, the demon. Um. So it says that you're likely to wake up today with a compulsion to clean or organize something. Gemini, this may be rather unlike you. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Notably messy, Marie. <laughs> if we didn't know better, we'd say that you were feeling a parental urge and your nesting instinct is kicking in. Indulge your domestic desires today. Tomorrow <laughs> you're probably going to be quite a different frame in quite a different frame of mind. Interesting. So, the first part, so yes but no. So, part of it uh it's not it's not different for me to want to clean. I have No. I have OCD, like diagnosed OCD, and so I clean all the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, lately, it's gotten a little bit, a little bit, uh, not, out of I wouldn't hand? say out of, not out of hand, but just it's like been taken up a notch. So when I say like I clean every day, I mean like I tidy everything every day, but I'm not like bleaching and like Windexing everything every day. Uh, but then I noticed dust on my windowsill. And so I went and, and followed a bunch of cleaning people on TikTok and then bought one of their books and then bought a bunch of cleaning products that they recommended and then created a cleaning schedule room oh. by room. And oh my so God. I mean, I was planning on starting it today, but I went against my horoscope's advice and went out for lunch with some friends instead. So, mm-hmm. you know, took a bit of time away from it. And I'm hoping I can start tomorrow, but we'll see. The horoscope almost got it uh, opposite. Almost yeah, almost opposite. Yeah, like today was the day you didn't want to clean. <laughs> yeah, they were like, make sure you ha-. like. I wanted to. It took everything in me to not cancel plans to to to, clean. to hunker down and clean. Right. But hey, say la vie. Maybe you won't want to tomorrow. <laughs> we'll and you should that. have today. I should. I know. I have a bunch of. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know what? It, whatever happens, happens. Am I right? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Leo's <laughs> horoscope. Today might be largely devoted to household tasks, Leo. It oh my god. <laughs> Horoscope.com where everyone is the same. Everyone's just Mine's gonna be drastically different. Mine's gonna I'm be gonna, about love. You yeah, will. It will, as it is always. It's always about physical things and love. Oh, Here we go. Okay, man. okay. Leo. It isn't okay. It isn't exactly the most glamorous assignment, but you take a certain pleasure in attending to daily necessities. Pay some bills, throw in a few loads of laundry, do some yard work. Nope, do some yard work and cooking. Your partner or family will appreciate your efforts. It's even more fun if it isn't expected of you. 
and who knows, maybe they will reciprocate. I didn't do shit today. I did all of those things yesterday. Okay. I did my laundry yesterday, like all of it, kind of like I did yard work yesterday. I, uh, what else did I do? We're a day behind with these. Yeah, they're like a day behind on this. That's Um, what it is. They've got their their stars are misaligned by a day or something. As the famous and award-winning band Blink-182 once said... A day late, a buck short, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're the ones who came up with that phrase. I don't need you bringing this up to subtly attack me about Travis Barker later in this episode, because I know what this is leading to. (laughs) No, no, no. no, You're trying to slowly do it now because I insulted Travis Barker once. (laughs) What? No, no, no. He's married now anyway, Cody, so I'm a little pissed off at him. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think that, yeah, these are a day behind, but yeah. I will that say for the it. horoscopes that they're banking on that people clean up after like an Easter dinner, which would typically happen on the Sunday. You know what? Makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Makes sense. And some mm-hmm. people take the Monday off and they start like doing stuff around whatever yeah i did not i was in physical pain and did not my body was shot from just yard work so nope not for me that horoscope absolutely and i literally just put a pizza frozen pizza in the oven so i didn't cook didn't do anything (laughs) so good times okay all right libra this is not about cleaning thankfully this might relate this may relate oh really yeah Um, You've been working hard lately and deserve the professional acclaim that comes your way. As a result of your efforts, it's likely you've received or will soon receive a bonus, raise, or promotion of some kind. Celebrate, but just one night. If you let the party continue indefinitely, the bill could be too large even for you. Be frugal and work hard. That's your real ticket to the good life. Mr. Big Bucks himself, Cody Crane. (laughs) Bill never gets too large for I. (laughs) Um, the, it's very hard for me to get like a promotion or raise with what I do. I, everything's so independent that I don't even know what that would look like. I guess if I just like got a bigger role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you did kind of, but not today. Not today. No. 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 no it's been, so. it's been like a month of knowing that I had that. Yeah. So that's not really relevant for this, this day. And I don't think. Are you about to go celebrate? No. no. I I did eat a lot of curry today. <laughs> I'm and I, That's that a celebration. Sounds like a celebration yeah, to me. <laughs> I don't feel like moving, so I think I over-celebrated. There you go. So <laughs> don't con- don't let it continue indefinitely. Be frugal with your curry. curry away. <laughs> it was more than my body could handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of, do you have any updates as well uh, from the Lauren Lauren's episode? I feel like I've asked you this, but it's been a while since you've been on now, like about a month, I think. So, yeah. Yeah? So I guess one of the things that we touched on was that she said I would have a job in April. Yep. Which I did book a job that just got postponed and will be filming in the fall now, but mm-hmm. I did get a job technically in April. In April. Mhm. Um so that did happen, but I didn't switch anything like she said I had to. So Right. So a little off that was, there. Yeah, a little off. Yeah, uh <laughs> predicting that a absolute stud star like me is going to get a job. <laughs> 
<laughs> not much of a prediction. True. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> also, um, yeah, the uh, heart. With the heart, I am all clear. I did multiple tests. I did. I had a heart monitor on. I had uh, for like a week or whatever. I had the. Uh, I did the physical. I did everything, and they said that it was pumping and dumping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's great. That's great to hear. The, what about, I mean, did anything ever come of your liver? Cody? Um, well, that's just a problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm as good as gone. Oh that's Got a it. serious problem. We still. can't fix that one. Uh, no, I, uh, they, like, the only thing they said was that it was, like, a common, I guess, thing for the pandemic because people aren't moving around as much. So I have to just be more active and, like, work on, I guess, like, weight loss and stuff like that, which. I've lost 30 pounds she since then. She did say that, though. She did wow. say, you, like, being more active. Well, yeah, she just looked at me. That wasn't a prediction. <laughs> same. She did the same to me. I mean, you can only see par- part of your, like, self on, yeah, on here. Yeah, that but... day I only had the webcam st- uh, stuck to my belly. <laughs> <laughs> and I drew a smile on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. okay okay mm-hmm. well okay so those are any so that's it that's pretty much it yeah i've just been i guess uh working on that health i suppose with the old uh liver that's a ticking time bomb <laughs> and cool. great I, I did book a job in april so still no update with the romance i suppose right mm-hmm but we'll see. I mean, some stuff kind of, I guess, fell in line with that. If we're to think about it, possibly uh, we were at the assumption that maybe it was Steffi mm-hmm. that they were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So her moving to New York, she's doing like an American tour of something. Oh, which, she is. Which could lead to her having to go to new york after you never know interesting so that's that is a road to possibility and now i book something in the fall so Mm -hmm. if she moves to new york in the fall i can't go at that time right so i would have to visit there you go so technically even though there's no romantic sparks flying at this (laughs) point in time yeah but she's still someone close to you that I feels feel fits the bill to what she was saying. And maybe it was just mm, a little it went a little bit into the romance territory and it maybe shouldn't shouldn't have gone in a it, like a romantic necessarily or maybe direction. It's just or maybe it will eventually. Will but at this time, yeah. it seems like it's more platonic. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Well, yeah. I mean, the prediction is that it's a romantic prediction, though. It was a romantic prediction. It, but, well, the prediction was that you have a crush on somebody. Well, and that we're going to... Uh, move to New move York. To New York. York. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's Presumably, just going yeah. to follow Steffi. Just yeah, like, pre- stop. <laughs> I think I assume... I, Lauren wasn't predicting I'd be a stalker in New York. <laughs> you know what? She was maybe just being kind. Um, (laughs) She she was like, you're going to spiral out of control from this information. (laughs) 
and I and you're not gonna recognize yourself anymore. So what you do from now on will surprise even yourself. <laughs> Boom! Immediately went vegan. Okay. Boom! Immediately. <laughs> I have I have a somewhat of an update as well um, mm-hmm. from that. So she said that I was going to get in April um, a TV appearances, something to do with television mm. is going to come up for me. So a casting director messaged me saying, hey, do you think you would be interested? You and your family would be interested on auditioning for Family Feud. And you, I, was, I got that, too. Yeah. I got that too. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't get it. <laughs> And I was Everyone like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Then I looked at, like, the details of, like, what was required for this. And I was like, I am not doing a video submission with my family for this family feud. Like, first of all, everyone in my family right now has COVID. I'm like, so I'm not getting in one room with them to do any sort of video mm-hmm. submission. That's actually better because if you all go together now, then you can't give each other COVID. I don't know if that's how it works, Cardi. <laughs> I don't know. And then then it also asked for an updated, like, a, a photo of the entire family. I'm like, I, the last family photo we took, I was 16 years old. And no one looks the same. Like, I mean, they look the same, but I, I can't, like, is this what I have to submit? Like, am I going to go get my family to take portraits to submit yeah. to a family yeah. feud audition? No. I'm picturing you and your family all in white tees and acid wash jeans. We were. Like, doing a sh- we were in all white, all white on top and black on the bottom. That's what we were wearing. It was <laughs> ridiculous. I also still had a lip ring. Like, mm-hmm. that's how old it was. So mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. Um, but I may be going against what Lauren's advice is, which is that, you know, TV appearances were going to help to move the podcast forward or my professional career forward. So... I don't know about that one, um, if, but I did get the offer. What if True. the family feud was like us three and Damien uh-huh. and Steph Raleigh and, and Raleigh? Yeah, and baby, just a baby. He goes, uh, to the, he goes to the last round. They ask him all the, the, the speed round questions. Point to the answer. <laughs> um, and that would be great if we could do that. They should have like fr- friendly feud instead of family feud or something. Well, they we have just the... come up with a million dollar idea. We did. We <laughs> they did. have the celebrity editions, right? Where yeah. it was like the cast of Murdoch Mystery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're that's my podcast edition of Family Feud. Yeah. We Perfect. should totally pitch it to that uh, girl. Us Reach versus out. the CBC <laughs> network. <laughs> We'd Wondery kill it. versus Sonar. <laughs> we're, we're up against the big wigs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that was that was my somewhat Lauren update. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. No, oh, no TV have, appearances, really. But I did get offered one and I'm not doing it. So I have a small Lauren update as well. Yep. So she had also said at the very beginning of my reading, uh, tell your husband not to worry about this job in three months. It's all going to work out. 
And I was like, oh, he's supposed to be starting it in like three weeks. We're just waiting for his papers, like his signing papers. Mm-hmm. I also didn't tell her that he had just been hired or had been told he was being hired for a job. No. And then the next day he got a message from the girl saying the hiring process has been put on hold. And so I'm like, oh, we'll wait three months and see what happens. Yeah. So I just got to wait now. Wow. That fell in line, though. Mm-hmm. 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 Like the day after she's like, holy shit. Like she told me like my husband shouldn't be stressing out about this. And you're, you're, she was just like, well, my husband doesn't really get that stressed out. Like he's mm-hmm. a little stressed out about putting in his three weeks, but like it's not going to be like that big of a deal. But then this all happened literally the next day. And she was like, mm-hmm. OK, yeah, that that makes makes sense could be could be in three months instead so mm-hmm. all right well uh we're already 20 minutes in to mm-hmm. uh rambling and uh, let's get to the stories which mm-hmm. this is the first time i think ever that marie and i have not discussed what story or theme or anything that we're gonna do um mine is a little bit mm, atypical not typical mm-hmm. to what i what we typically do Uh, we sometimes do these like we but mine's like a series of different stories related to something um so i don't know what marie's doing so marie um i'm all we're all ears (laughs) what are you telling us today so i decided that since we have an a-list actor on our podcast today that Mm -hmm. i was going to choose a celebrity ghost story perfect okay so this is about actor, singer, and former teen heartthrob Joey Lawrence. He's best known for his roles in the hit sitcoms Give Me a Break, Blossom, and Melissa and Joey. Don't I know it. Right? In 2006, he was touring with Dancing with the Stars, and he ended up spending the night at a hotel in Milwaukee where he discovered a gruesome secret. The hotel where the stars were staying was a turn-of-the-century hotel. You could drive up to it and immediately feel like you were being transported back to the early 1900s. It looked like it was frozen in time, and the way that Joey described it was that, um, well, it was like a perfect description, basically saying that when you see places that are still designed in the the turn-of-the-century, they don't really have a warm feeling to them. They feel quite cold and austere. So while it's beautiful, it's also kind of creepy. So just like me, beautiful and creepy. Uh, Joey (laughs) had taken his daughter and his wife along with him. They were about halfway through a 48-hour city tour, and the staff at the hotel were dressed in very formal uniforms, which he wanted everyone to know. So I put it in the story. Uh, (laughs) Joey described Is that supposed to be a creepy portion? I think he just wanted to basically just describe that like the hotel was like from the turn of the century and the people inside also dressed like they were from the turn of the century still he's a storyteller he's painting a picture exactly the elevators were huge and massive and old the hallways were about 15 feet wide and when they got to their room the room was quite large they immediately felt strange upon being in the room they had brought all of their baby stuff with them So they brought like a lot of baby toys and a bouncy chair and things like that. Uh, Lots of toys that make noise and have lights just to keep her occupied while they were kind of stuck inside of this old hotel. 
So Joey went to the venue to perform and he returned to the hotel around midnight and nothing had happened while he was gone. And he goes to take a shower and his wife is nursing the baby and they were able to get her down to sleep. So she's in her little bassinet right next to the bed. They went to bed and about 45 minutes into their sleep. So like their, you know, peak REM cycle here. A few of the baby's toys started lighting up and making noises. This obviously woke them up instantly and Joey got concerned about the baby waking up. So his instinct is to obviously run to the toys to turn them off. So when he gets up to turn them off, he notices that the toys are quite far away from them. They're about 10 feet away from their bed, which he didn't remember them being that far away from where they were playing. So he walked across the room. He turns off the toys and goes back to bed. About 30 minutes later, the toys turn on again. Him and his wife are getting a little weirded out at this point. So Joey goes back to the toys, turns all of them off, makes sure that they are all turned off even the ones that had not been lighting up and making noise, and he takes all of the toys into the bathroom. The family lays back down to go to sleep, and about an hour later, it's around 2.30 in the morning, the bathroom lights turn on by themselves. So, Right? So Joey and his wife shoot out of the bed. Joey runs over to the bathrooms to turn the lights off, and obviously this is, like I said, a very old hotel, They do not have automatic light switches. So I know sometimes you'll walk into a hotel room and it's like a motion switch Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they'll turn on or the fan will turn on. Obviously not like that. This is old. So even if it did, even if they were automatic, what the fuck is there? Well, I mean, like if if the air conditioning kicked on and blew a shower curtain or something, possibly. Right. But 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 I'm just saying this hotel didn't have didn't. Mm -hmm. So something turned the light on. So he went into the bathroom and checks it out and make sure there's no one in the washroom. And then while he's in there looking for somebody, which there was no one, all of a sudden the toys start lighting up and making sounds again. And at this point, he's very confused. He again turns off all of the toys, turns off the lights and goes back to bed. When he gets back to bed, his wife asks him what it was. And he just responded like, I honestly, I don't I have no idea. I don't Mm -hmm. know what this is. There's definitely something strange going on in the room. And Joey and his wife are not the type of people to instantly think of the paranormal as an explanation when weird things happen, but something wasn't right and they didn't sleep for the rest of the night. The next morning, the family wakes up around 6.45 or 7 a.m. And when they get down to the lobby, Joey asks the front desk manager what the deal is. He's explaining to him about the toys turning on by themselves and the light turning on by itself. And the man from the front desk said, oh, that makes sense. So Joey was kind of like, what do you mean that makes sense, obviously? Mm -hmm. Whoa. And then then the old man said, well, obviously you don't know the history of the hotel. So Joey asked him to elaborate. Apparently, the man who built the hotel had forced... Apparently, Apparently. the man who built the hotel (laughs) had forced his son into an arranged marriage. On his son's wedding night, his bride was killed. It was ruled an accidental death, but the theory uh, had always been that his son wanted no part in his new bride and decided to take matters into his own hands. When everyone had finished partying the night away and was happily drunk and asleep, he decided to rid himself of his bride and pushed her down the elevator shaft. It is said that her ghost haunts the hotel to this day. Shit. So Joey's, he's obviously freaked out. 
He goes back upstairs. He gets his family. They come downstairs. They check out. And there were still a few bags left in the hotel room. So Joey went back upstairs to get the remainder of them. He picks up the bags. And on his way out of the room, he says out loud, goodbye, ghosts. And he admitted (laughs) that he was saying it in a defiant manner. Kind of like you didn't get the best of us. And there was a big picture window directly across from where the door was was where Joey was standing. So again, he's about to leave. He's looking into the room. He says goodbye, ghost, defiantly while looking into the room towards the picture window. And underneath the picture window are um, like an air conditioning unit with large metal square vents. So like those like squares with really thin Yep. lines yep. right yep yep so three of these very large vents on top of the air conditioner on that side of the air conditioner um and as soon as he says goodbye ghosts the three vents come flying off the wall with tremendous force and are hurled towards him what he admits that it freaked him out completely that he went from being kind of arrogant and defiant to being scared shitless so he flees back down to the front desk and he again starts talking to the front desk manager and he said, I don't think you're going to get those ghosts out of here. And the front desk manager said, you had a baby with you, didn't you? Like, don't you have a baby with you? And Joey said, yeah, and asks why that Still mattered. in the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been a baby in this place since 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joey tells him yes, asks him why. And he says that the bride was pregnant when she was killed. And she tends to haunt rooms that have infants in them because she is envious of the life that she will never be able to have as a mother and a wife. Wait, wait, wait. This mm-hmm. wife, that this woman who was forced into marriage with this man was pregnant with we don't know who she was pregnant with okay you don't okay it could have been they don't say it was probably not the groom's baby probably not probably not joey's probably Probably not joey's yeah probably not you never know i mean probably not no but probably not (laughs) and with that joey left the hotel and he vowed that he would never return and never forget his experiences that he had there and that's the story of joey lawrence and his haunted hotel room Wow. You know what's weird? Like when you hear these celebrity stories, for some reason, I'm, a lot of the time my mind goes like, yeah, right, kind of thing. But I don't know why. With Joey Lawrence, I'm all in. I trust the man. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm all, all in. in. That man. <laughs> well, he just doesn't come across as someone who's like, I mean, did he do like a horror film that he's trying to promote? No. Like I know Courtney caught a lot of people who do like horror films tend to all of a sudden have these paranormal experiences that they suddenly publicize and are su- like, you know, really prominent event- events in their life. But like, yeah. I don't think Joey Lawrence was in some sort of horror movie that he was think, trying no. to. Yeah, I don't think he was in anything. Anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anything. Yeah, like there's nothing for him to be promoted. <laughs> no. Dancing with the Stars. That was yeah. it. That was but it. Yeah. And that, that show needs no promotion. It's a it's a five star on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It's hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for sure, that one. <laughs> it's it's interesting that he uh wanted to it seemed like the vibe I was getting throughout most of the story is that he wanted to bring forth in the story his like masculinity and confidence so i turned off the toys yeah the fact that he (laughs) just told the ghost to fuck itself (laughs) 
the fact that at one point though, like towards the end, he was able to just throw that away for the story and be like, you know what, this this scared me. I had to admit, like he was <laughs> yeah. like he he. <laughs> He was trying so hard not to be vulnerable to us for the most of this story was the ride I was taking. And then yeah. again, he like hooks me by being like, but this scared me. He was me. <laughs> Toughest you, man alive, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence was scared. <laughs> Macho yeah. man Joey Lawrence, you know him. <laughs> yeah, that's how, I, that's, that's how I felt too. I couldn't properly express it, but you got it, Code. code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, was, was he in Brotherly Love too? He was. That mm-hmm. was. I was trying to think of it, and I'm he like, was. there was a bunch of them as brothers. I had the biggest crush on him in that, in that show. That was a good show. Yeah. They were actual brothers great. too, weren't they? They were. That was they all were, the Lawrence yeah, it brothers. Was, it was. Yeah, it was like Matthew Lawrence and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That was yeah. a show. That was a banger of a show. That was a good show. Put I that up like against it. Boy Meets World. I was just gonna say. I feel like that came out right right around the Boy Meets World time. Well, because one of them was the brother of Sean, too, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was just bringing up uh, to Damien something I never expressed before. Um, But when I remember watching um, (laughs) Boy Meets World when I was young and Mm -hmm. the episode where Sean dresses like a woman, he looked exactly like my sister. Wow! Have you told your sister that? No, I haven't. I I feel like this is like this is like almost fifteen years later, probably, and I'm finding the confidence to start speaking it aloud now. (laughs) So at Christmas dinner, I'll be able to tell her face to face. Yeah, you're practicing. Yeah, and then I I showed Damien. I was like, "Is this just me?" I showed him a side by side picture of Sean dressed as a woman. And my sister, and he was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that looks the same. That's the same person. What my sister looked like. Oh, Oh my. Well, Well, that's I do that, but with with pictures of ugly babies. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? I'm not kidding. Uh, So I really thought that I was comparing them to. Uh, I know one. I know one herself. I know. I know one specific baby. I obviously am not going to say whose it was, but it looks it looks exactly like the troll from a troll in Central Park. Adorable. A troll in Central Park? What is yeah, that? Never seen the movie? of a movie. Oh, I love that seen fucking the troll movie. In Central Park? No. I've Google it. That. Give it a quick Google. Yeah, you need a, to see that movie. Well, you'll I'll know give what it, it a Google. <laughs> Good old googly goog. Is it this like parted pointy hair? Yes. Yeah. I've never With- seen this before in my life. Oh, You're missing my God, out your childhood on DVD. If, you, if you ever want to come on down to Hamilton, <laughs> we'll watch it. You got it on standby. Always you know in the VHS player. popular amongst the Hamilton children. A troll in Central Park. I just feel like they're like, this is what kids, this is what you should this prepare is- yourself for when you go downtown. This is what you're gonna see. Just be you're gonna see some trolls. Gonna be, you're gonna see some trolls. You're gonna see some people with some hair that is unkept, shirtless. <laughs> the, um, a the, little yeah. The weirdest anyway. thing with this movie is I like clicked on the picture and it went to Amazon, 
and it says frequently bought together a troll in Central Park <laughs> and the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke and then <laughs> underneath it says projects or products related to this item and it's the DVD of the wrestler with Mickey Rourke Interesting. I wonder if Mickey Rourke is in a troll in Central Park like oh, is maybe he a voice he does a voiceover actor? I don't know. Oh no, we're going down a weird road. But um <laughs> so you compare babies to this troll is what you're saying. One specific baby. Oh, another baby. Just one specific Not baby. All Not all babies. Baby. Not all babies. You don't well, have I mean, like if the shoe fits. Like <laughs> you you don't have some kind of ranking system where you're from no. one to troll in Central Park. I do. <laughs> I do. She's not lying. I found her diary. Yeah. I'm on the list, but I won't tell you where I rank. <laughs> you, you have the exact diary from Mean Girls? Like, what is this? Worse. <laughs> Worse? Anyway. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, that's... I don't even know how we got on that topic. Oh, your sister looks like a from Boy Meets World. Got it. Dressed up. Okay. Great. Well, I think we can take a break and then uh, we can come Good. back and I have my stories. Good call. Cool. Okay. So I also went with the kind of Hollywood theme, obviously, because we've got Mr. Hollywood here with us. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I decided to do real instances of uh, Final Destination. So cases that are basically Final Destination related, um, not like the movie. The movie was also based on um, the writer's kind of close brush with death and that kind of spiraled but these are actual like people who well i'll read i'll read it but okay anyway there Marie are 10 is blown away right yeah now. she's excited yeah, she I'm should be Th it. this is something i knew this would be right up marie's alley of, of <laughs> stories yeah so i got the stories from uh a, i think it was some sort of blog i don't know vocal media and but i researched each of them separately so i got them from like multiple sources each of the different 10 that i, I expanded on so i'm not going to read through all like 13 sources i got it from but that was the main source for this um so obviously final destination is about a group of kids who cheat death and yet in the end everyone ends up dying in some sort of freaky and unexpected way mm -hmm. either days or months after they met were meant to die uh, the Final Destination series has produced some of the most successful movies of recent times with a great plot line, initially intended to be an episode of The X-Files, which I didn't know, um, and some of the goriest on-screen deaths ever made. Uh, what happens, though, when life imitates art, so to speak, if you're going to call Final Destination art? Um, <laughs> what happens when these weird occurrences happen to normal, everyday people like you and me? The next stories feel as if they were taken straight out of the Final Destination franchise themselves, except they really did happen. They cheated death once, and unfortunately, by the end, it finally came back to claim them. So the first person and their last name is absurd. I am so sorry. I am not going to be able to pronounce this properly, but their name is Feggy Lee Mukham Tezianov. Russian. Don't know. Anyway, on June 24th, 2011, a woman from Russia, 
uh, by the name, which I just said, complained about chest pains to her husband. So doctors at the hospital in Kazan, Russia, told her husband, Fajil, 51, that she'd suffered a massive heart attack and that she was dead. While friends and family gathered to mourn at the woman's funeral two days later, and as grieving relatives filed past the open casket, the dead woman's eyes started fluttering. I knew it. And then suddenly the casket flew open only to reveal that she was still alive. Could you imagine <laughs> no. waking up at your own funeral? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So as the woman screamed in horror in front of everyone, she collapsed again 12 minutes later and died of a heart attack due to the shock. Oh my God. (laughs) Apparently, she heard mourners praying for her soul to go to heaven and realizing um, where she was. And then that's what she when she started screaming. So they immediately rushed her back to the hospital. But she only lived for another 12 minutes in intensive care before she then died again for good. The hospital launched an investigation into how the doctor could have been so wrong. And her husband... How she made it through the embalming process. How she they must made, not do embalm embalming there. Like there must have been how she because not everyone her, religiously does that. But still, okay. But like how still, she made it through her funeral procession into the casket. Flowers abound. All of it. <laughs> All of it. And then her husband said, like he's planning to sue the hospital. And he's like, I no, I'm very angry and want answers. She wasn't dead when they said she was, and they could have saved her. It's hard to imagine such a shock. Um, and he, they're like, I'm surprised her husband didn't also die of shock himself. I'm also wondering, like, how quick, how quickly do they go from pronouncing you dead to funeral? Because here it takes like a week. Couple well, it was days, two days later, least. which is which is usually funerals are usually two to okay, three fine. days later. Because so I'm she thinking, was like out comatose for she must have been in a coma. She must well, have been. She must have been. But I was more thinking along the lines of like no food, no water for two days, and you're yeah. still alive. But I guess for Barely. two days you could you could yeah yeah okay okay. So anyway, yeah, that was uh, she was she she wasn't gonna live much longer. By the here's, of it. here's my unpopular opinion with this. Okay. This okay. is an absolute dream situation for me. Waking up at my own funeral. Are you fucking kidding me? You get to see all of the faces. Like I I would spend some time in the in the coffin, do a little pixie look at everyone's totally. reaction first. <laughs> totally. But like I'm see not coming out what? like I'm coming out relieved. I'll be like, okay, I really came away with something here. I survived. That's good. Um, but I'm also so intrigued. I'm looking around. I'm, uh, the amount of like horror but joy that people are going to be, he's alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fact that I can bring <laughs> I can bring this to people. I can do this. And, and, and it takes no effort for me to do it. I'm... Also thinking, like, opening one eye and being like, hmm, Erica couldn't be bothered to wear lipstick tonight. No. Okay. Take note. Oh, oh, Damien didn't even show up. Good to know. Who's who's not there. Who's. Yes. Oh, got to redo my will now. Um, Uh, Notice Marie doesn't have a tear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Did funny. she just make a joke? She made a joke. They're laughing. <laughs> why, is everyone, why is everyone hysterically laughing out there? <laughs> okay, well, now we know if that ever happens to us, what we do. Um, I don't... That is, a, that is a very once in a lifetime. I once No, once in a lifetime. Once in a billion incident. Oh, I man. don't even... Craziness. Why are Nicolina um, and Marie sitting next to a happy trout at my funeral? <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Okay. On the screen with okay. the photos. I'm sorry. On the screen the photos. Oh it's my just god. Bad reviews. Bad reviews <laughs> for <laughs> Cody really fucked it up for everyone on that episode. He made me wanna rip my ears out. Okay. All right, next one. So that was the first one. So number two. Um not all of them are this funny, um, but <laughs> that's not even funny. It's I feel not bad funny. for her, but it's well, really no, not funny. And her husband, that was really horrible. It's okay, a genuinely so, interesting story, but like that's a bad that just, that's a that would not make the cut for a Final Destination movie. No, that was no. That that's a, I agree. That's not up there. I mean, she died twelve minutes later, so I feel like that's just like okay, she wasn't doing well. That's that's fair. Number two. So, uh, Elsie Bud Warren and Phyllis Jean Ridings, a father and daughter who narrowly escaped a fiery air crash in 2007, um, died in their latest experimental plane crash near a Texas airport. So, Elsie J. Bud Warren, 70, and Phyllis Jean Ridings, 52, were headed to an air show in Temple when they saw smoke in the cockpit at 8.53 a.m., just a minute after taking off from the Monroe County Airport in Conroe, according to Eric Burse, a trooper with the Department of Public Safety. Warren and Ridings requested an emergency landing. Burse said they tried to make it back to the runway but crashed at 8.55 a.m. Uh, the Raven 500, built from a kit, crashed and exploded about half a mile north of the airport. The burning wreckage was in a heavily wooded area and local firefighters and the Texas Forestry Service had to bulldoze a path, Burr said. The father and daughter, members of the Experimental Aircraft Association, had escaped at least one past disaster. A few years ago, they walked away from an in-flight engine fire caused by a worn fuel line in a small plane Warren had built using a Chevrolet engine. In that incident, the pair was forced to make an emergency landing in a hay field with the plane ablaze. Less than a minute after the three passengers jumped from the plane's door, the entire cockpit was engulfed in flames. Nobody could believe we walked, that they walked away. And uh, the woman at the time, the daughter, said, I give all the credit to God and my father's flying skills. He saved our lives. But the latest one they were not able to so in this instance um not so much again final destination shit more like you guys are in a field of uh a career path that puts you probably on like a better chance of dying than anybody else where, that's what i was so thinking by the sounds of it what year was this and where was this again 2009 Oh, okay. So this was later, because the the first final destination is uh, a flight. Yes. Yeah. 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 That yeah, they yeah, survived. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, which I heard that that movie was based off of or inspired by. It was. It was inspired. Not home. this. Not this inst incident. But yes, it was inspired by a flight as well. Um, 
with i believe more passengers than just two people in it uh but yeah so basically yes they overcame the first one that was near death the second instance they did not they were not able to overcome i guess Hmm. if you i mean people are gonna have a different opinion about this but if you survive one plane crash i think some will have the mentality of either i'm never going on a plane again or lightning doesn't strike twice kind of that's the thing like i assume they're like that's how they're seeing this is how how can this happen again to me that my plane gets engulfed in flames and blows up like right again uh but uh there were some little details in there like using a chevrolet engine that i was like you know what I don't think that's for a plane. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we just don't do that. I mean, I'm not any, I'm not in aviation. I don't know how this show works, so <laughs> I can't tell you. But in my non-expert opinion, that seems like you know a little wacky. Well, yeah. if someone was to tell me before I go on a plane, like, oh, this plane's <laughs> using a Chevrolet engine, right? I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, is that normal? I don't know. I guess I'll okay. go sit on my plane. <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't know what that means, right? Really, but I feel like it's meant for a car, so I don't know. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, so this one is um, Jessica DeLima Roll, um, a woman who had a lucky escape from a Brazilian nightclub fire after making a last minute decision to stay home was killed just 10 days later in a car accident. So Jessica de Lima Roll, who was one of the organizers of the university party, uh, which claimed the lives of 233 people decided not to go to the nightclub on the fateful night after her boyfriend begged her to stay home. Local media say the fire began when a band let off fireworks at the Kiss Club in Santa Maria, Rio Grande do Sul. Many victims reportedly inhaled toxic fumes or were crushed as panicking clubbers tried to escape. Uh, Mr. Stefanel's father, Nilton, so that was the, the son, the boyfriend, his father told Brazil's Terra website, His son was so grateful, his girlfriend listened to his advice and decided not to attend the party. He probably had a feeling about something and he asked for her to not go and she ended up not going. Jessica was so happy and thankful for having listened to his advice from the moment she regarded him as her guardian angel and he felt like a hero for having saved somebody. Ten days later, Roll, 21, and her boyfriend, Mr. uh, Stefanel, were killed in a freak accident when their car collided head-on with a truck and she they both died instantly so yeah i mean she uh, basically overcame one tragedy to just fall into another one what so i mean this is a completely different thing than like whether we believe in ghosts or whatnot do we believe in escaping death and death coming back around i'm curious as to yeah like is there well my my thing here is like in the paranormal sense is do we have is there a time for all of us like how is that all predestined that that moment and i only say if we we, escape one moment is it only just going to come shortly after in the next you know little while I only say we here because I feel like as a collective, we have to have the same opinion moving forward. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) 
but yeah, so does death come back around? Do you have a watch that's saying this is when you're going to die? And this is when the Lord sure. is calling for you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know. I mean, think about. Uh, I mean, then I get. Mm, I'm like literally having a conversation in my head. <laughs> it's an existential type of conversation. Thinking about people who have cheated death but then didn't die afterwards. Ever. They, then they were meant to the, but, cheat but death their time at that wasn't moment. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know. But maybe they. Yeah. Exactly. But then the others. It's like no. You were meant. You were supposed, you were supposed to be supposed there. To die. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yikes. I'm just gonna say yes for the sake of our podcast. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast, <laughs> we all have some sort of predestined <laughs> place of our. Yeah. I yeah. will want. I do want to say that I don't think the old lady cheated death at the start of this. I think. <laughs> I no, think no, it was just really. a, a doctor's mistake. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she cheated anything. She, yeah, exactly. That I'll was just agree. a crazy in- incident, to be completely yeah. honest. But and it needed to be included no matter what. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh, this yeah. one, this one is a, a woman named Hilda Yolanda Mayol. On September 11th, 2001, when the terrorists struck the World Trade Center, Hilda Yolanda Mayol had the good fortune to escape from the ground floor restaurant where she worked in the complex. Her luck lasted only a further two months. She was one of those aboard the doomed American Airlines Flight 587 that crashed in the New York borough of Queens on November 12th, killing all aboard. Two months later, Hilda has sent her mother and two children to her native Dominican Republic. She would join them uh, a couple weeks later. Tragically, she was aboard the flight uh, 589, the same one that crashed into Bell Harbor neighborhood of Queens um, shortly after takeoff from John F. Kennedy International Airport. And all 259 passengers were killed. This is the second deadliest U.S. aviation accident to date after American Airlines Flight 191. With 260 fatalities on board and five on the ground, this accident has the third highest death toll of any accident involving an Airbus A300. So uh, in other instances, basically um, in Iran and in China, they both had 140. So this was the most amount of fatalities. Several factors such as the date, aircraft size, airline and location in New York raised concerns that the crash was caused by another terrorist attack. Um, And they investigated basically if Al-Qaeda was among the reasons a Canadian militant cooperating with authorities suggested that it had been brought down with a shoe bomb. But nevertheless, uh, terrorism was officially ruled out as the cause by the National Transportation Safety Board, which instead attributed the disaster to the first officer's overuse of rudder controls. So literally just just a bad pilot, basically. Um, And yeah, but two months later, she was killed in a plane crash after not wow. being killed in the terrorist attacks. This so. has to be like the most famous one of all of these. Even though um, I I am I don't know. About I it, think there's but... a few there's a few others that are pretty famous here. The next one's pretty insane actually. It's oh. actually probably the closest final destination and significant events that I think we've not to say that the Twin Towers wasn't the most significant it was, but um just the fact that this woman was involved in both of these events is yeah. is absolutely insane to me. So that was yeah. that was one. Um, 
And then this next one was a woman named Jessica Redfield. She was a broadcaster, a sports broadcaster, but her name was Jessica uh, Gawai. And that's what I'll refer to her as in this story. So Jessica Gawai wrote on her blog in June that she had a newfound appreciation for the preciousness of life after surviving the Eaton Center shooting. Little more than a month. that day. You were there that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was in the food court, literally where I guess it occurred. And then mm-hmm. anyway, a little more than a month later, she would be dead, though, killed in Colorado by a man wielding a gun, something she had so narrowly avoided in Toronto. Oh Gawai had been in Toronto to visit her hockey player boyfriend, Jay Meloff. In the last post on her blog, dated June 5th, she wrote of having been on a mission at the Eaton Center to shop and eat sushi, but for some reason, she decided at the last minute to eat a burger instead. She wrote at 6.20 p.m. she bought a burger, but instead of sitting down to eat it at the Eaton Center food court, she went outside to get some fresh air. The gunshots rung out at 6.23, so three minutes later. Had I not gone outside, I would have been in the midst of gunfire. I was shown how fragile life was on Saturday, she wrote. I saw the terror on bystanders' faces. I saw the victims of a senseless crime. I saw lives change. I was reminded that we don't know when or where our time on earth will end, when or where we will breathe our last breath. In a cruel twist of fate, Gawai, 24, was one of 12 people killed when a gunman opened fire in a movie theater in Aurora just outside of Denver only a month later. The Texan aspiring sports broadcaster known professionally as Jessica Redfield went to see the premiere of the latest Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises, with her friend Brent Loak. Jessica had been shot in the leg and head. She was sitting in the middle portion of the theater when a device was thrown in her direction that produced a hissing sound. Amid the panic and confusion that gripped the theater, Jessica urged Loak to call 911. It was while he was attending to her injured leg, he said that Jessica was then shot in the head. 50 people were injured in this shooting, one of the deadliest in recent U.S. memory. So that is pretty crazy that she was. These last two were like just so famous and the same situations, like someone going into the same situation again. Yeah, same situation, basically planes and this is shooting like scenario. Yeah. Okay. As a collective, we believe in this now. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. This, this is insane because those are, those are not only like the last one, especially, is not only like a famous situation, but also like situations of like rarity. Like they were right. Very like especially Toronto Eaton Center is not known for violent crimes of attack no and nor were movie theaters at the time no and especially that movie theater one with the dark knight was especially like such a big yes thing and like a big like yes almost anomaly in a way i guess if i'm using that correctly but yeah no yeah for sure yeah like uh, wow yeah Mm -hmm. crazy 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 Okay, this one is just kind of a general, more general one. Um, Basically, a woman by the name of Lynn Gillings, um, her nephew. Basically, Lynn and her husband took their five-year-old nephew in after he survived through a severe tornado that destroyed his beloved home. While the child's parents went back to pick up the pieces and try to restore what was left of it, they left their kid with the Gellings. That day, the child had a temper tantrum, and while his aunt was trying to calm him down... 
Apparently, their 150-pound bull mastiff thought that he was attacking her and therefore launched towards the boy, fatally mauling him, puncturing his head and neck. The boy was rushed to the hospital where he was later pronounced dead. That's more of a sad story. That is Well, they're all sad stories, but like that that one's not like coincidental or anything like that. No, No. but like. You know, you think you think your family's gotten out of the most horrific instance incident of your lives only to then have this happen shortly after to your child. Like that is just mm-hmm. fucking horrible. Yeah, that's brutal. Um okay, the next one reminds me of Yellow Jackets. Um but <sighs> with a less show. happy ending, kind of. That's okay. Love okay. Yeah. Go on. So David <laughs> Fur, the Air Indiana flight. 2016 crash occurred on December 13th, 1977, um, when a Douglas DC-3 registration carrying the University of Evansville basketball team crashed on takeoff at the Evansville Regional Airport in Evansville, Indiana. The aircraft lost control and crashed shortly after liftoff. The plane was on its way to Nashville International Airport, taking the team to play Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders in Murfreesboro. The National Transportation Safety Board blamed the crash on the pilot's failure to remove gust locks on the right aileron and the rudder before takeoff, as well as an overloaded baggage compartment. Uh, The report said that the plane might have been able to stay airborne had only one of the problems existed. As it was, the extra baggage shifted the plane's center of gravity to the back end, and the locked rudder uh, made it impossible to control the overweight aircraft. The only member of the Purple Aces who did not die in the crash was 18-year-old freshman David Furr. He was out for the season with an ankle injury and thus was not and thus was not on the plane that day. But just 2 weeks after the crash, Furr and his younger brother Byron were killed in a car accident near Newton, Illinois, leaving the entire Evansville team dead. Wow. That okay. team was destined to just be Yeah. Death was really like, hey, wait, weren't you supposed to be? Yeah, you here? were supposed to be here. <laughs> what the hell? Wait a minute. Yeah. Jesus. That, yeah, like, uh, just the idea of, uh, like, a full team just being I know. Gone. I know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, the the sad part is definitely, like, the people dying or whatever. But the very, like, interesting thing, I guess, is, like, how does a team, like, come back from that? Right. I mean, yeah. Like if anyone's seen Yellow Jackets, there's a lot, lot. It's a lot of trauma, that's for sure. I've never seen that. I recommend it. Marie's the one who recommended it to me. It's on Crave. Um, and yeah, it's about a, t- a girls' soccer team going um, on a plane and they get in a plane crash and they're stranded. And one of the girls who was supposed to play earlier uh, before they uh, went on the plane, they had done a practice game and basically she injured her her leg her knee her um calf or whatever her shin and she wasn't able to get on so mm-hmm. yeah oh this is it that sounds like it's based off of this it literally sounds like someone knew of this story and adapted it mm. for yeah yellow jackets yeah but more than just one person survived in yellow jackets oh yeah yeah yeah. the whole team didn't die i think they needed to that wouldn't have been a very great storyline for for it if they just were like and they all died and they all died yeah Yeah, so (laughs) end of episode just also the fact that they were called the purple aces right makes makes me like yeah "Mm, true yep there's something here there's something here yeah 
Um, okay, so the next one, second, last one, uh, or third, last one, uh, a woman named Joanna uh, Gantheller, an Italian senior citizen, was on vacation with her husband, Kurt, in Brazil and were ticketed to fly on flight 447 to Paris. The couple showed up late at Rio de Janeiro's airport and missed the flight on May 31st. All 228 people aboard were killed after the plane crashed into the Atlantic four hours into the flight to Paris. The couple took another flight to Europe the next day, landed, got there, and were driving to their home in Italy, and they their car veered across a road and swerved onto into an oncoming truck and she died and her husband was seriously injured so death followed her and this one this one is interesting um i don't know if i'm gonna say the whole story about his life but he is like a well-known his name is marcus garvey and he was a Jamaican-born black nationalist who created a Back to Africa movement in the United States. He became an inspirational figure for later, later civil rights activists. And um, he basically was, he tried to facilitate like all this uh, kind of, you know, he, he founded the Black Star Line to provide transportation to Africa and then uh, Factories Corporation to encourage black economic independence he unsuccessfully tried to persuade the government of liberia and west africa to grant land on which black people from america could settle and then he was arrested in 1922 for mail fraud in connection with the sale of stock in the black star line which had now failed although there were irregularities connected to the business the prosecution was probably politically motivated as garvey's activities had attracted considerable government attention Uh, Garvey was sent to prison and later deported to Jamaica. In 1935, he moved permanently to London, where he died on June 10th, 1940. He passed away due to reading a mistaken obituary of himself. While reading the obituary article written by the people of the Chicago Defender, Garvey suffered a stroke. Once he had realized what they had written about him, Mr. Garvey then suffered a second stroke um, and prompted him to die and that was it so he basically died because he thought he died similar to the other one yeah similar similar to number one to number number one one. yeah Yeah. exactly wow um and then this is the final one so this is the final destination the final destination uh (laughs) yi men young and wang lingia on july 6th 2013 asiana asiana flight 214 crash at San Francisco International Airport. While people were running amok in the midst of the panic, trying to get the passengers free from their seats and helping others around, firefighters were arriving at the scene and were dousing the aircraft in fire-retardant foam in order to control the engulfing flames. No one knows exactly how 16-year-old Yi Mingyang came to be lying on the ground just 30 feet away, but she managed to get covered completely with the foam, making her invisible to the eye and sadly, a fire truck. Unaware that someone was there, the fire truck backed up, killing her and her classmate Wang Lingjia. In a tragic turn of events, they were the only victims of the accident. The other 305 passengers survived. That one was almost like opposite. Like everyone survived in any way. But yeah, except but for these, yeah, these two, yeah. Hmm. That was their final destination, man. Kind of makes you think. Damn, good job, girl. Yeah. So anyway, we'll uh let's do some like 
some fuck Mary kills. Sure, yeah, let's do that. Okay. And uh, Cody came up with it this time, mm-hmm. and uh, he did Grammy <laughs> award winners, and there's like okay. two. So uh, I don't know how we're gonna do this, but <laughs> there's two. There's a lot <laughs> of Grammy awards. There's award a few. Winners. There's a few. There's a few. There's a. There's some that I'm like I don't know who that is. I don't even know what they are so i've got three i don't know who wants to go first we'll let cody go first because he's yeah we'll thought of it. yeah because sure. i'm also terrified of you uh taking mine yeah you should be <laughs> um let's do for mine uh dave grohl oh, that was mm-hmm. quest love okay you don't know quest love do you say no. you give i a don't hoot? know who that is it's uh, the drummer from The Roots. He won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Got it. Got it. Um, I understand why you didn't see that Best Documentary win. There was, some... <laughs> And finally, we'll go with uh, Don Cheadle. Okay. Just because he won a Grammy for Best Spoken Word Album. Right. I feel like that's on his way to an EGOT, though. That's why he did it. Mm, that he's, makes sense. He's going for it. I'm gonna be honest. Who would you kill, Maria? I'm gonna kill Don. Yeah, me too. I feel bad about it, but like, he gives me like I feel like he plays mean roles a lot. Uh huh. Don so Cheadle. I, I don't know. Like sometimes they're good, but sometimes they're just like, there's what's the show he's in, and he's just a dick. House of Lies. My, Is that the probably. My Maybe. reason is just I can't kill Dave Grohl and I can't kill Questlove. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's my fair. only reason. That is fair. I would marry Questlove. Okay, and I would. I would have sex with Dave Grohl. Questlove. Well, I agree. Dave Grohl is notably a very nice person too. Yes, but Questlove looks like a bundle of joy. Oh my! He does. God. Yes, he really does. Yeah, he also makes me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's also a very funny person, and yeah. I feel like I need someone funny if I'm going to be married to them. You know, That's musically fair. inclined, funny. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole, pretty much the whole package. To be honest with with you, yeah. So. Drums. Dave Grohl yeah. also drums. Two drummers. Yeah. True. Why I didn't love I drummers. have a third? Why didn't I, I love drummers? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no get out of here. <laughs> I would have put him on the list if he won a Grammy. <laughs> He didn't win okay. one for that new Avril Lavigne song or whatever. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I don't I'm not up to date on his career currently. I just <laughs> liked him very much as a teen. <laughs> do you want to go next or you want me no, to No, you go. We'll just do the okay. same order as the horoscopes. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Sunny Moore, aka Skrillex. Okay. I actually know Skrillex. <laughs> Is he no, listed as Sunny Moore on here too? Is that why? No, he's it? listed as Skrillex. Oh, he's yeah. okay. What really is Skrillex up to? <laughs> Just winning Grammys. Yeah, still got it. Still got John it, Mayer is my second one. Okay. John Mayer won a Grammy this year. Jeez. Oh, it has to be this year? Yeah. I just thought it was people who have won Grammys. You know what? No, keep on I'll doing just, you. I'll switch, I'll switch no, it to this year. No, keep doing you. Keep doing you. <laughs> I'm, I was so like, what the fuck? Squirtlux has won a Grammy this it's year? Same. Like, what the fuck like, is what happening? What category did he win for? My brain. <laughs> I can switch it to this year. No. It's fine. No, no. You want me to keep going? I've already been uh, 
rattling I'm committed to Skrillex and John Mayer <laughs> yeah. at this point. Just I'm already thinking going. about fucking John Skrillex Mayer. now, so I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> and Jack Antonoff was my third one. Jack Antonoff. I'm killing Jack Antonoff. Okay. I don't know um, who that is. Is that Dead Mouse or something? He dated like, Lena Dunham, and that's enough for me. He also helped write Taylor Swift's last two albums, which are... I know, I know, <laughs> but I, I don't hate him as an artist. I just... Mm-hmm. But he some, did date Lena Dunham. There's some so. problematic things in that, that whole thing. Fair. Um, Pretty sure he also cheated on Lena Dunham, though, He did. With he, Lord. There you go. So, so that's enough yeah. reason, too. Not also, the Lord. Lord. N- not the Lord and Savior yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Um, wow. Okay, so we're killing Jack Antonoff. She's killing Jack Antonoff. Um, <laughs> sleeping with John Mayer. And who was the first one again? Sonny Moore. Oh, Skrillex. Uh, yeah, yeah, marrying Skrillex. Okay. Who is this? Who's sleeping with this Jack Antonoff? No one. He looks like a oh, younger. Seriously, who wants to fuck a guy? This man. Jack Antonoff. Oh, apparently Lord and Lena Dunham did very he, much. So. He looks like younger, less cool Rick Moranis. <laughs> Rick Moranis is a national tra- treasure. So. Well, that's why I'm saying if you took all the fuckability out of Rick Moranis, then now you, now you got Jack Antonoff. Truly. <laughs> Okay, Cody, what are your answers, though? Who's my options here? Jack Antonoff. Uh, I'm going to marry him. Uh, no. <laughs> John Jack Mayer Antonoff, and Skrillex. Skrillex and John Mayer. <laughs> I really don't like John Mayer's vibe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. That is fair. I'm not digging his vibe, so I'm going to have to marry, I guess, Skrillex. We both have that <laughs> shaved uh, part of the head and long hair. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're already vibing. We're getting we're getting the same haircuts. <laughs> we got the same barber, so it's already. That's what I would out. do too. I yeah. think those are also my choices. Honestly, just imagine Skrillex and I waking up in the morning together, <laughs> brushing each other's hair, brushing each perfectly. other's hair, shirtless, uh, tuning up the sides of our head by shaving them for each other. <laughs> that is romantic and then we're i want wish that was my relationship yeah he turns to you and asks how many pieces of tempeh bacon would you like this morning (laughs) exactly and then i'm like how much in the french press skrillex (laughs) do you want the coffee strong today skrillex how much thrill coffee making some thrill coffee yeah we went there Making uh, and I believe your code is uh, spooked. S P O O K E D. Don't you fuck on me, Cody? Don't you dare. Paranormal twenty. Thank you very much. I think yours is spooked. Or no, it's just paranormal. I don't know. It's one of those. Yeah, spooked. I think it's twenty. I think it's or thirty. Paranormal thirty. I think the only one speaking with confidence is the one saying spooked. So I think that's your code. You know what? It's not. There's nothing related to that. It's we've got too many pros on the go. I can't keep up. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, Thrill Coffee. I'm, anyway, okay. So you're you're clearly marrying Skrillex. Yeah. You're killing John Mayer. You're having sex with Jack Antonoff. I thought he was having sex with John Mayer because he said. Oh, you're he having would sex with John, John Mayer. I don't. I don't like John Mayer's vibe. But Jack Antonoff is going to brag about fucking me to all of his friends. <laughs> so I guess. 
John Mayer. You're right. Is you gonna be his lips will be sealed, John Mayer. Yeah, his lips will be sealed. He won't talk about it. No. I love a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Your bad boy is Travis Barker. It's John Mayer. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, so these are mine. Okay. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Okay. Olivia Rodrigo. Tyler right. the Creator. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I think This is this year's Grammy <laughs> Yeah. These, <laughs> Sorry. These ones do sound pretty up to date compared to Marie's uh <laughs> Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> and John Mayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Musical so, marvels. <laughs> yeah. So Olivia Rodrigo, I know from uh they do her songs a lot on the voice. So that's a pretty good one. That's how you know her? That's how I <laughs> know her voice. is okay. from other people doing her songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we have? We had Bruno Mars, Olivia and Rodrigo. Tyler the Creator. And Tyler the Creator. I like Tyler the Creator. Me too. But I'm, big fan. I'm never gonna not think about the music video he did where he had that bug crawling all over him. Ugh, yeah. Okay. So So what does that mean? Well, what Bruno Mars is also incredibly smooth. <laughs> He's a smooth operator. He's also uh, incredibly tiny. Yeah, He's really little. <laughs> what's the what's the age on Olivia Rodrigo here? I'm literally googling it right now. Like as you asked me, yeah, she's she's, she's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, she that's turned pretty, nineteen in February. That's, that's so funny that you asked that because that yeah. was exactly what I was. Yeah, doing. well, I was immediately like, wait, <laughs> is this a this, legal conversation? Yeah. Should I invite my lawyer to this fuck Mary kill tonight? <laughs> Is Nicolina trying to set me up to get canceled on this fuck Mary Kill tonight? Imagine. Well, She's guess like, what? Listen, I've got to make these TV appearances happen, and the only way for me to get a role is to, is to get Cody Crane canceled. out of his. Well, guess what, Nicolina? I'm not falling for it. Kill Olivia Rodrigo, marry Bruno Mars, and fuck Tyler the Creator. Okay. So I'm not falling for your bullshit today. You got me. You got me. But I guess I'll marry whoever covers her song on The Voice next. There you go. There you go. If age appropriate. If age appropriate. Perfect. Okay, Marie, what do you got? I, I'm, I'm I'm stuck here. I would mm-hmm. marry Olivia Rodrigo. She's legal to marry. I don't have to, you know. Have, I don't it's have already to have creepy with that you started with that. I don't, I don't have to have sex with her, but we can be like BFF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's legal to marry. That's how you started this off. It's legal Marie. to marry her. It's legal really to do anything, but I could, I could marry her. Um, and then we could be best friends. She's also really good friends with Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I feel like I don't want to kill her for that reason. Cause mm-hmm. then she'd be my, my ticket to Taylor. Sure. Um, so I'll marry Olivia. I will kill Bruno Mars because he just, I don't know what it is about him. He's really creepy to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know he's a, I know he's a smooth criminal Cody, but like, I, I just, know a smooth operator. Don't compare him to a smooth criminal. No wonder you don't like him. 
That's a different person. All I can picture when I picture Bruno Mars is the photograph of Pete Wentz. It's like a paparazzi photo of Pete Wentz and Bruno Mars is in the background and he's not famous yet. And he's like so excited to be in the presence of Pete Wentz. He's got like, oh my God, have you I've seen never this seen photo? this. No. Google it immediately. That's oh a Final God. Destination situation right of there. Of all the people Pete Wentz, that's what Just he's struck by? Bruno Mars, Pete Wentz. It okay. fucking kills me and I can't marry or have sex with that man. <laughs> that's fair. Because that of this fair. picture? Let me see this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me that you wouldn't have been excited to see pete wentz at that time pete well, wentz? As, as probably at that time as, as uh luck would have it cody i did meet pete wentz at that time there you go <laughs> i've got photos to prove it <laughs> but, but um no. i think if we all googled pete wentz we've all seen enough of pete wentz I've never Googled Pete Wentz in my life. Oh, uh, I did. I there's a very, very famous emo. famous uh, image <laughs> that you can see that will uh, be mm-hmm. enough for you of Pete mm-hmm. Wentz. Might be a below the belt shot for Pete Wentz. Oh, great. Anyway, so for... for <laughs> <laughs> I can see in the reflection of Nicolina's eyes that she's looking at it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. <laughs> um... So for that reason alone, the ick factor of like how excited he is to be in the presence of Why Pete is Wentz, that icky? Just, I don't know. It makes it just gives me the ick factor. I don't know what else to say about it. That's fair. So I say, I say, we're killing Bruno Mars, and I'll have sex with Tyler, the creator. I think he's fantastic. So yeah, I'm into <laughs> that. It. I'm into those three as well. Wow. Thank you. Because <laughs> wow. That's showbiz, baby. So yeah, you're so spooky. Oh, you're we're not done. <laughs> no, we're not done. Cody's not done with us. No, 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 no. I'm not accepting both of you killing Bruno Mars. <laughs> not on my watch. Showbiz, baby, that. Stay spooky, that. Kill Bruno Mars on my watch. You stay spooky. Can you see this or no? Yeah, I can see it. Is that you and Pete Wentz? That's me and Pete Wentz. Oh my god. You know. Just pals. You pals. just you just ick factored yourself. No, I wasn't as excited to see him as Bruno Mars. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Bruno Mars wasn't holding on to him with such a grasp. <laughs> I think you can clearly see that he is hugging me. <laughs> oh, I love that I didn't even have to like, um, like I just typed in Bruno Mars and then the letter P and like the first Google search I know, it's like this Bruno yeah. Mars Pete Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to see him. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Now is it showbiz baby? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's showbiz, baby. It's baby. Stay okay. spooky, babies. <laughs> Stay spooky, everyone. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 